0: Hello, welcome to the Rock Salt Podcast. Uh, We're back for one-off special here, a very special topic. I'm Ben. and Daniel. We're back. (laughs) We're back. I'm normally confined to the office and I've been let out (laughs) for today to come make this podcast. Daniel, do you want to introduce yourself or anybody in Louth who might not know who you are by now?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes, I am Daniel, the owner of Rock Salt Cafes, Black Rock Dundalk, newly uh, opened Carrick as well. And, um, yeah, first one coming to Manute as well. So loads of exciting uh, things happening in, in the world of Rock Salt at the moment. And it's been a hell of a journey. So, yeah, still still standing. Just about. Busy, busy man. <laughs> yeah, busy, yeah, busy yeah. man.
0: But you have found time to get away I uh, and uh, go on an equally hectic trip to Kenya, right? And that's what we're going to be talking about yes. today. Kenya, yeah. coffee
1: and Rock Salt. Absolutely. What an experience. Of, absolutely fantastic to go back to to origin to see where the coffee actually comes from and basically follow follow the coffee bean back to, to where, where, where it comes from all the way backwards from from the cappuccino
0: yeah and what a huge industry right you know and, and oh, really man. critical to to so many countries around the world you know he's got coffee beans grown in the tropics everywhere from brazil right through africa india into southeast asia you know and everywhere provides slightly different flavors is my understanding you know i don't know much about coffee but i don't read a bit on wikipedia about it last night uh, <laughs> okay. and uh, so we're but you know today we are really zooming in on kenya and understanding quite what you know it, it's the role that kenya plays for us uh, yes. as a business and so yeah let's let's get straight into it shall we while we're there so yeah what took you to kenya dan tell us all about it
1: um well obviously we started well we started rock salt six years ago and my aim my mission with creating rock salt was to create something that was completely unique to the area at the uh-huh. time yeah. uh we opened up black a small small seaside cafe at the time i think it was 18 20 seats before we, we we've kind of grown into rapid expansion since um but it was always just about the people it was always about getting the service right you know i'd spent plenty of time in throughout the uk working in five-star hotels and restaurants and all that kind of stuff so i just wanted to create a, a warm space that was that was doing all those five-star service touch points but in a in a relaxed and casual atmosphere and wanted to create fantastic food that was slightly different to the your basic cafes yeah. Um following the mix of kind of fine dining without that fuss if that makes sense and i want to do exactly the same with the coffee yeah i wanted to find something create something that was different i lived in london for nearly 10 years before that and the coffee standards over there was completely different to, to what was what was in dublin never mind bloody dundalk at the time you know so for me the food the the coffee and and the service they were the three things we focused on and just wanted to do something a little bit different so in terms of the coffee we I mean it was it had to be right the yeah. quality had to be there we selected we went over to to our partners Master Roast in the UK who roast all our coffee for us um, and has done since day one they've been fantastic to work with one of the best in the business you know yeah. um, really passionate about what they do and they just what I like about them is they just focus on roasting. They're not a wholesaler. They're not a. They're not a coffee shop. Right. Not, they they just deal with the with the farmers and with the the exporters, and they just roast fantastic coffee and yeah. they source the best coffee out there. And that's why we wanted to work with them. But we must have got we went over to Peterborough in the UK and must have tried a hundred different coffees and blends right. and stuff with with their quality control guys and Matthew Mills, the owner of it, like a huge huge business. But he spent the time to come down and help us try to create a, a fantastic blend you know and we worked with the right people who knew coffee a hell of a lot better than me you know so we developed uh rock coffee which is a blend of coffee from brazil sumatra and kenya right so 40 percent comes from from kenya and it was you know it's the, the bulk of the flavors that come come through our coffee as well so first origin trip was was always going to be kenya yeah i got know? it got it so go to brazil yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the expenses are mounting up already yeah, absolutely. so I, you know so so when i
0: go i go to any any anywhere that sells rock salt coffee the the beans that are normally in the grinder are the these ones which are you know a, a blend you know a blend of yeah. different origins and 40 percent of that's coming from 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 Kenya. You know, yeah, from I, the people we
1: met over there. It was fantastic cool. to to tra- it was we re- literally traced it all back and come on to it I'm sure in a moment. But with yeah. the whole supply chain with us, which was fantastic. That's really and cool. Serious experience. And it's
0: complex, right, the supply chain. Well we'll get into it, but Seven right cities, yeah. yeah. Wow. Right, okay. So uh this is your first time in Kenya, first time in Africa, I'm assuming as as well, as well right?
1: First time in Africa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was right. actually yeah, I've done plenty of travelling around but never never um, never went to, to Africa
0: and so tell me so you've landed you've t- taken a long old flight and t- you know, a couple of flights So I'm guessing maybe more
1: yeah so we started off a little rock salt grabbed a coffee for the road a few energy balls <laughs> uh, met James from Coffee Perfection in Dublin Airport we both flew out together and our first flight Dublin to Istanbul. Yeah, we got a pint in Istanbul and paid forty quid for a pint in the airport. Wow! So each? 40, 40, forty quid, forty quid for two beers. oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
0: fine. yeah I mean, if it's twenty quid a pint, uh, that's absolute fucking
1: disaster. No, sorry, it was forty quid each. It was 40... eighty quid the bill. 82 eighty two euro when we converted it back. Not even... Yeah, <sighs> that's 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 the Stefan's so payment budget. Slightly more than a pint or something like that. It was a large beer. <laughs> fucking hell! Um, so we got it a- at Istanbul fairly quickly. <laughs> 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 and yeah we had lay over there for an hour and a half and then we were straight into straight into nairobi
0: nairobi so what's your um, first impression you land in nairobi
1: yeah um yeah we we went from landing in istanbul to nearly like the taj mahal of airports going through everywhere it's was, it was amazing Do you know it's, it's huge and it's marble everywhere Really? And then you know seven hours later you land in nairobi and you go into bloody tents and really you're collecting your bag, right. and uh, yeah tarpaulin really right. do you know what i mean yeah. so some, some some difference uh and that started the trip you know we we had a driver there dennis who picked us up at the airport we we arrived in at three o'clock in the morning nairobi time and yeah it was i won't the, the drive to the compound where we were staying i'll never forget it was a surreal experience the the poverty around the city and driving out of the airport people yeah. uh, people sleeping in the middle of the motorways yeah. like, on, like the little grass part and the yeah. thing like just bodies everywhere like it was yeah. it was nuts it was yeah it's a bit, a bit of a culture see. shock yeah. oh Jesus yeah from you flying from Dublin to Istanbul yeah. and then yeah. arrive in yeah. yeah. the, it was probably we were probably 40 minutes away from the airport and it was just people everywhere like yeah. it was 3 o'clock in the morning and wow um, people in tents and sleeping bags and nothing, just yeah. on the dusty roads and stuff like that. Just sleeping and and they all drive like madmen, so they're like <laughs> flying in around the place.
0: He's coming from you as well, driving. I like know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You can see me now when yeah, I get back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stopping He's, for anyone. <laughs> I tell you,
0: listeners, he is now the world's more what? careful yeah, driver. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, so right. So, so you know, so you've got. you and I, I understand. Like Nairobi's a city of contrast, right? Because you've got all of that poverty, but then you also have. A lot of money in parts of it as well, right? Yeah,
1: so. well, it was very... We didn't see much of the wealth side of it. Uh Where we were staying was a nice kind of uh, compound just outside of Nairobi. It was still fairly central, but that was guarded by nearly like an army. Of right. Guys. You had to go through like um loads of barriers and, you know, those ram walls yeah, to get into yeah. the compound. And, you know, there was... Guards outside with AK 47s yeah. checking the vehicles and checking everything right. going in and out, and yeah. stuff like that. So, don't get me wrong, I, did, I never felt unsafe, no, do you know. But there was just, there's obviously just a lot of tensions and a yeah. lot of things in the country, do you know, yeah. Um, so it's certainly different to to Ireland, yeah, do you know, yeah, um, yeah, that kind
0: of not a sense of freedom, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, you know, if yeah. I've,
1: I'm, I'd be well traveled, I've traveled all around the states yeah. and spent a lot of time in, in Europe and UK and been to Hong Kong and Thailand and stuff, but yeah. You've never seen anything like that, no,
0: you know? No, no. Absolutely. It's it is definitely a world apart, right? So so you're staying in this compound, you're outside Nairobi, but that's that's not where the coffee is being made, right? You've got to go even further have you to get to, to Yeah, well, to there's kinda of coffee everywhere.
1: Uh which is which is nuts. You know, any any time you look into any any of the kind of fields and it's not like Nairobi, well the parts I saw of it anyway it wasn't it's not a big city with loads right. of skyscrapers and stuff. It's really like shanty towns and different things and yeah. there's, there's vast open areas in the in and around the, the place as well and you know, even in and around where we were staying, there was kind of a couple of different fields patched here and there. And just yeah. bloody coffee trees growing in them. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're kind of surrounded by coffee from yep. from all areas of it now. It's not as much in Nairobi as when we went up to the bush area and the farmers. Yeah. But um yeah, it is. You're, you're kind of all around it, which is great.
0: Because we are talking about small producers, right? You know, I was reading a stat last night that 70% of coffee in Kenya is... Small producers, you know, they haven't got they have yeah. got a lot of land they but they're making them they're, they're they're harvesting coffee. Yeah, from.
1: like we were very very fortunate. We saw the whole coffee experience in Kenya. Yeah. So we were able to go from exporters to the quality controls to the auction to the coffee Kenyan coffee boards, and then we met some small producer farmers. We yeah. met some we went to the co ops as well, which is which helps just smaller produce farms yeah um, but then we also went to some of the bigger plantations as yeah. well that have schools on it and that have wow. um, you know hospitals in it and the thousands of people were picking coffee and drying it and everything else and they're, they're huge farms yeah. you know what I mean so they have they have everything right you know there's no real just one set way it's yeah it's 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 yeah it's the comparison between how different coffee is five minutes down the road is phenomenal right yeah. you know I guess
0: all the difference in soil and you know the climate it's growing a localized climate is kind of having an impact and you get these different varieties coming on cuz I saw you trying a lot of different coffees while you're out there right you know sampling a lot of
1: you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah yeah well I suppose the first day we arrived we we got back to the compounds for probably 5am 5 5:30am literally had a shower I got maybe an hour of sleep and Dennis was back picking us up at at 9am so who who was on the trip it was myself James, we both flew over from Dublin. James is director in Coffee Perfection. So he's kind of like our wholesaler. He's mm-hmm. basically who we buy our coffee from. He imports it from Master Roast in the UK. And obviously they do quite a lot of volume. So we were able to piggyback our coffee on the back of his. Right. Yeah. And then we, there was another guy, Victoria, who is the green bean coffee buyer for Master Roast. Right. And then there was another guy, Sam from Kino Coffee. So he's the coffee importer. So he basically takes the coffee from Kenya and yeah. logistically finds it all around the place and right. figures out how to get it to Victoria in Master Roast. who then roasts our coffee. And then, um, then we we were staying. The, the company that put us up was a crowd Dorman's uh, coffee in Kenya. So we were there with the owner. The owner of Dorman's was with us as well. So he basically buys it from the co-ops and from the farmers at the auction. So with the whole supply chain, unbelievable. Yeah, it's so you had the at one point we had the farmer sitting around the table with us. Then we had the owner of, of Dormans sitting around the table who who buys it from the yeah. farmer. And then, you know, Sam buys it from, from Dormans. Then <laughs> uh, Victoria in Massroads buys it from Sam. And yeah. then... James buys it from Victoria, and then yeah. I buy it from James. So yeah. it was a, it was incredible to to see the whole business, the yeah. whole supply chain around the table condensed
0: into just 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 one big table, basically. Unbelievable, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, What an experience!
0: So tell me about the small producers then. Talk t- 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 tell me about the people you met. Space. Tell me about the the farmers you you meet you and me when you're out there.
1: Yeah. So the farmers. um we met so many. We we'd we'd couple of days going around. So we spent the first two days was was more in inside Nairobi. So with the first day we spent with Dorman's, who would be who would be your your coffee buyer. So basically, the laws changed in Kenya last year, right? And I think they're still trying to figure out the jigs and the reels of it. It's a very complex, bloody and corrupt business, really. If that if your coffee is a huge, huge, huge thing for the government there, right. Know. And there's corruption all over the place, which is which is nuts. Just on that, I mean, anytime we were driving around, the guard would stop us, stop the bus, and pull us over. And Dennis would have to go out and give him a couple of right, okay. to to leave us on our way. Right, you know okay. I mean? So these are um, on
0: on on unofficial checks yeah, that are going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Just they see white men in the in the car, and they want wow. <laughs> they think there's a bit of money in it. Yeah. You know? So it's nuts stuff like that, and that obviously goes through the whole country, I'd imagine. But yeah, there's definitely corruption in in areas of that. So basically, what there's a coffee board in Kenya, right, run by the government, and they last year somebody the story was what we were told from Dawns was that some one of the one of the main guys was over in in the states last year in New York and paid you know nearly ten dollars for for a coffee um, from one of the big chains and. Went mad and came back and basically was saying that's you know him and the farmers and everybody's getting ripped off, right? And that we're not getting enough money for for it, you know, not realizing probably the whole supply chain and how yeah. it works, to be honest. And the 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 cost of producing coffee now, yeah. ten dollars a coffee is fucking ridiculous. Anyway, well, but- let's see,
0: let's just maybe be clear: we do not charge <laughs> yeah, yeah, anywhere yeah. near that much for our coffee, even though it is great, right? Yeah,
1: but so then he came back and proposed a new a new change in in legislation, so. Up until last year, the farmers in Kenya could sell basically to anybody, right? If that makes sense, so they could come and somebody could say, right, well, you've got I don't know 100 kilos of coffee, I'll give you X amount for it, and right? They'd agree a fair price, and it'd be up to the farmers to agree it's kind of a direct negotiation. Exactly, yeah. that was done, and they'd have they'd they'd put it through court and and sell it out. Whereas then it changed, so now they've they always had an auction house in Kenya every Tuesday, so. Yeah if the deal wasn't done before that, the farmers then could sell it at auction and it would go at the fair price of whatever was going. So they stopped anything that was going direct. Right. Basically, and they pushed everything through the coffee, Kenyan coffee board, which was the main auction house in Nairobi. Right. So yeah, the farmers are kind of still up in, in arms about this because they feel that they're getting, they're not getting fair prices. Because, yeah. well, well, they don't know what they're selling at. Right. It's, a, it's, so example. They, it's going to auction every single week. So depending on who's bidding for it. Right.
0: Who's turned up that day, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: And then you have to be your registered coffee buyer in Kenya. Right. So You have to have a Kenyan company to buy at the auction.
0: Ah, okay. And you have to be
1: certified to buy it. So that's why say say the likes of Cam, Sam from Kino Coffee, he can't go to the farmer directly, right? And buy it directly from that. He needs to go through dormans.
0: And that that feels like it's, you know, that feels like that, you know, that's a bit of a bum deal for the farmers then really, you know, in terms of they might be able to command a
1: better price by selling so Yeah, I I suppose I, I they probably went about it our ways. Like, Listen again, I don't, I don't know real the ins and outs. I'm only listening from what what was said mm-hmm. around the table. But yeah, it, it definitely. I think the board tried to regulate it, right? So that they try to get it that well. If all the coffee goes through the auction house, everybody's paying a fair price, right? Okay, so you, you, get a quali- you get a quality
0: produced. rather than right, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was the, the main yeah. aim
1: of it. But I suppose the farmers don't probably. Probably wasn't communicated. Or they probably don't didn't yeah. didn't really understand the whole process of what's mm. what they're trying to yeah. achieve. Do you know, they just saw it as, as certain companies yeah. weren't buying their coffee off them. Anymore, yeah. Do you know,
0: and and so if you're if you're a small producer out there, you know, uh, farming your plot of land to sell into one of these cooperatives, what kind of lifestyle is that commanding you? You know, are, you know, are you seeing is is it you know on the breadline kind of scratching a living, or actually is it you know is it something which can enable you to have a decent standard of living? I
1: think, I think there's a combination of, of both. Right. It's probably like anything. Do you know, you could look at, you could compare it to some dairy farmers in, in Ireland. Yeah, do you know, yeah. We're seeing some are doing really well and yeah. have big contracts and some fields are huge and, yeah. and others are small and, you know, that kind of way. But there's so much coffee. So right. much coffee. <laughs> it's everywhere. You right. Know? Um, and obviously the, the, the demand there for it. Like yeah. the amount of coffee everybody's drinking these days. But it, yeah, it varies. Like we, there was two, two farmers that notably stand out for us. The first one we went to was on day two. A guy called Amos, and he had 200 coffee trees in his garden. Um, is, is that is that a lot? How much you know? How much, you know how much you getting off a coffee? tree? No, th- that'd th- be very small. Right. Okay. Very small. That would probably only that wouldn't even feed Rock salt for for a year. Do you know that kind of way?
0: Well, I was going to ask you about you know growing a few cof- coffee trees <laughs> locally, but I'm not
1: sure that's on the card somehow. But right, yeah, so. yeah. But you know, he he was he was a lovely, lovely man, and we met his wife, and they both. On the field every day yeah. and harvest and do you know everything they'd they did a nice little house in their, their yard or whatever it was but you know something that stuck really well resonated with me was he had four kids and he put them all through university right. from from coffee yeah do you know so probably one of the happiest man i've ever met he loved what he did and he yeah. loved his like not saying he, he knew much more i don't know but the, uh, um he was content and he was happy yeah. and you know he had a lovely family and he had four kids and they'd all grown up on it and they'd all been helping him you know yeah. uh, throughout and they all went through university and the money you got from coffee paid for that right you know? so that was very humbling and very yeah. good to see. and all he kept saying to me was like anytime i said like how can we help or what can we do and he just kept saying, "Just keep selling our coffee, right. coffee." You know, there you go. You,
0: um, you heard it. Buy more coffee.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Help a exactly. <buy> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, So yeah, that that was very humbling. Another farm we went to was slightly bigger. This guy had probably seven or eight hundred different coffee coffee trees. Yeah. And he'd, he'd avocado trees, he'd a cow on, on, on side, (laughs) making milk and chickens and everything everything. have a smash going on, right? Yeah. It's unrelievable. But his whole family was involved in it. So they had five or six different houses on the land, and, you know, his mother was there and his daughters and their families, and they were all working together on it. Yeah again lovely lovely people were smashing macadamia nuts and we we were sharing them out and things like that you know um, the kids running around the place and it was really nice and really awesome and it was just lovely to see you know I'm, I'm
0: not at all jealous just to be clear yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was freezing here and you were just posting all these posting all these <laughs> these stories of like oh it's so hard <laughs> you know yeah. sweating my
1: through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, oh i know and, yeah it was a real 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 trial and tribulation for you out there wasn't it let's face it right okay so we talked, talked a little bit about these small producers so they they're yes. they're, 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 make, they're making their coffee they're harvesting that they were in the you know sort of the tail end of the harvest right now is that is that is that right or is sort of the or yeah the... we
1: we just kind of caught the end of the harvest was still there was still coffee being produced when we were there, but it kind of tails off for a couple of weeks and they're basically in the process of kind of spraying the trees now and yeah. making sure pesticides don't get around it yeah. and looking after the soil and pruning the trees and right. all that kind of stuff and that's kind of what they do for the next couple of weeks, and then the harvest will start coming through. So the coffee cherries, there was a, some red cherries, cher- red when it's red cherries is ready to to right. Okay, but they start off as a as a coffee flower, and then they turn into into a bud, and then they go green, and then they go red. Right. When when they're ready to 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 pick, you know, it's all picked
0: by hand. I'm guessing,
1: is it all hand picked that we've seen? Yeah. yeah. Um. Even even the big plantations that they do now, there was some of them that said that. They bring in machinery if they, right. if the harvest is too big, right? Um, but generally all all hand picked and hand washed and and everything. Natural, very labor intensive, and very labor intensive. Like, yeah, absolutely. Saying that, the minimum wage out there is one hundred and fifty dollars a month. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what well, people. That's yeah. and that's your that's your average wage. Do you know what I mean? So it be very a month, very low, a month 150 a- dollars a month is your. Your your standard wage, if you're if you're a middle middle kind of um, wage, I suppose. Right. Do you know. So yeah, it's pretty humbling, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, um,
0: and so, right, so you've got so you've got these producers who've picked their um they've picked the beans. That's their year done, I suppose. Right. You know, and it's and it's out of their hands at that point. And so, is that is that right? How does it how does it work from there?
1: So the whole coffee journey is interesting. Um, yes there's a few different processes so basically the coffee's grown on the trees and there's a lot of science put behind it and there's there's actually some fantastic groups out there that work with the farmers in terms of helping them i suppose train them into how to how to grow the trees how to look after yeah. them the best way to plant them like you can see in some of the farms are just everywhere right and in some of the farms we went to they're meticulously rolled out you know row by row so you can clearly walk through them and there's right. clear ease of passage and everyone's getting the, the natural light and everything like yeah. that so it's definitely uh, it's de- there's definitely a lot of money going into it from from the government and from different companies that are you know helping the farmers produce better quality right. coffee right okay um, basically so the whole process is yeah the, obviously the trees are, are maintained and looked after when the coffee's ready to be picked the, the farmers then pick the coffee and normally during harvest they'll all have people from the local villages come in and help help pick out pick all the coffee, you know. And it happens a couple of times a year. And then so for a small producer farmers, all they have is, is trees. So they've no they've no way of washing the coffee or, or depulping the coffee or anything right. like that. So they basically pick the cherry. So the smaller producers that we that we talked about, like Amos and his family, they they basically pick as much coffee as they can. Yeah. They bring it off to a co op which is kind of like a washing station. Yeah. They bring it off in the sacks. It gets weighed uh, first, first it gets quality checked, and the quality the whole way through is checked, and it's it's incredible. I've never mm-hmm. seen something so well regulated mm-hmm. in terms of quality control. So basically, they the very first thing they do, the farmers will come and they'll put all their coffee out. It's then sorted, so people in the co-op will go through bean by bean, yeah, and remove any defect coffee. So anything that was that's a little bit off, or yeah. maybe not fully ripe, or anything like that, it will be discarded. Then they put it into these water tanks, yeah. And basically any of the coffee that floats isn't quality enough to even get, Interesting. get to the first stage. So they, they scrape off the coffee from the top and they might use that for decaf coffee or, or for for putting back into the soil or things like that. Right,
0: okay. Because this is, this is, I guess, the seed you're, you're, exactly. you're harvesting, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: and yeah. And then anything that, that sinks, obviously, is, is heavy enough and the coffee beans in it and it's matured, basically. Right, okay. Um, so it
0: might be like... Your You're under coffee. ripe, and their seeds aren't quite fully formed. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah.
1: So, that, so anything thinks is is your good coffee. and That's taken out, and then that's weighed. The farmer then gets. Um, so it's all electronic at the moment. The farmer then will then get a text message, right, saying how much coffee was weighed and the date and what the what the value of it could potentially be when it goes to auction,
0: right, based upon the sort of the quality of what, exactly. what they're seeing, right. Okay, so you don't okay. get
1: paid there and then, right. But they basically the smaller farmers, that's it. Right. They drop it off. They've got a they've got a text message to say that on this date they dropped off X amount of coffee, and they could do this every day of the week. Right. These washing stations are open, so during harvest it would be very busy all the time. Yeah. And yeah, they keep a record of that until it comes off at auction, and they can trace it back the whole way through until yeah. it gets bought. So they basically leave it off. They then the cooperatives at these washing stations take the coffee then the first process is they put it through like a deep pulping machine. Right. Um, a very old, rickety metal machine. Right. And every single place we went to, even the top end right. fucking, uh, <laughs> plantations were yeah. the exact same machine. Really? You know, it's incredible. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. Um, so it all goes through this. It's it's funneled down into these big vats, basically. Yeah. And the coffee just gets poured and poured into it and it goes through these machines It basically takes the cherry out. So it right. leaves the coffee bean as a green coffee bean in the parchment. That thing goes straight through. Once it's going through that, it's all pushed through with water, right? And it follows. Once it comes out of that, then it's followed through in these little shoots, and it's basically washed.
0: So what happens to all the pulp then? Do you know? Because I mean, that yeah, is so the
1: pulp all gets gets discarded out, and they use it back in the farms. Right, it's a fertilizer effect. Fertilizer, basically. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they use that for, for you know, helping to grow. For, for the soil yeah. or anything else
0: because you, you tried one I saw you trying one what was it what, you, an actual cherry
1: what was it like <laughs> yeah. me. Uh, no. <laughs> um, it was lovely and pretty really yeah it was absolutely lovely and pretty yeah
0: right, maybe there's a we're missing something said, there. Something else Just, there. Yeah, In, yeah, the yeah, fruit yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: no it was, it was sweet and yeah it was I, I, I enjoyed it that. <laughs> I was that. eating coffee right. beans all around coming there. soon <laughs> rock salt coffee cherries Um yeah a surprise so then, yeah, it goes, goes through all this washing station. Then it gets pushed around by these little wooden wooden paddles, basically. Right. It's nearly like a pizza paddle. Yeah. It gets pushed against the side and the lads are all pushing it to get any dirt or any, anything, any debris or anything off it, you know. So it goes through all these washing stations. It sits overnight for a couple of days in it. And then once it comes out, then it is laid out on beds. Right. So again, so it comes out and it's all thrown out on these big sacks in the middle of, middle of the fields. And they have a team of workers then that come in and go through bean by bean again anything defected after it goes through the pulping machine or any of the beans that are maybe too small or that have that are misformed or anything yeah. like that all gets discarded out or else put into a lower grade system and then it's laid out on drying beds so there's there's vast drying beds on all these washing stations and coffee would sit out there for three to four weeks depending how how hot it is and how humid and it's, yeah. checked, it's checked every day to see if it's back at the right temperature yeah once it's fully dried then it the next phase it goes to it gets collected from from these washing stations and it then goes to kenyan Run Mill right so it's basically graded before it leaves again so the co-ops will then decide what what grade it goes when it goes from AA to A to, to B, to right. C, whatever it is. Um, and I guess oh, because B's all the
0: best. all the farmers are thrown thrown in their their harvest together. Yes, they, yes, by exactly this point right. by this point it's a homogenous group of like at coffee these, beans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah these yeah. cooperatives,
1: yeah, yeah this is, yeah, yeah. So then So you've got these A quality beans, sorry I interrupted you there. Yeah, too. so you've got all these different qualities and it's graded there before it leaves and it's put into sacks. Yeah. Yeah, then it was basically um from that then it goes to a mill basically which, so the parchment is still on the coffee bean and the whole process of the mill, we went to visit the mill then, so we followed the whole coffee chain and it was incredible. It's just coffee everywhere, warehouses of coffee ready to be milled. Yeah. And it basically goes through this huge, huge, it gets sucked up into all these, I don't know what you call them, drying or vatting things or something yeah. anyway, but something like you'd see in a brewery. Right. Do you know, like in a way, all these big vats and the parchment basically gets pulled out of all the beans. Right. And so they will quality control it and check it beforehand and they'll grade it. And then they'll grade it again when it comes out. Um, right. And basically once it comes out of the mill, yep. that is your green bean coffee ready to be bought.
0: Right. Okay. So that's how it's going to be sold. That, that's exactly. The, yeah. yeah. Right. And
1: they, they sack them all up in, in 25 kg sacks. Right. And they grade it again. So basically then the guys in the mill will every Tuesday in Kenya there's a there's an auction for the coffee right. for green beans that's where the opportunity is to buy coffee right. from the farmers from the from the producers so what happens then is there'll be like the week we were there there was 600 640 on the lot and that got sent out to all the basic coffee buying houses right so they get a sample of every single coffee that's coming up a week before yep and they get a catalogue of where it came from, which farm it was produced at, and the quality of the coffee. Right. Along with a 250 gram bag of the beans. Right. So they can roast it up in their own places, set, sample it, quality grade it themselves. Okay. So when we went to Dormans, we cupped, Oh well, we didn't do the whole 600, there was about 300 coffees. And when all you cu- day there.
0: so tell me, you, you guys, I
1: saw about this, you had, a, you had a spoon and you were going cup to cup. So what are you doing? The- yeah, we had a golden spoon and you're going around <laughs> and you're slurping all the coffees. To try and taste the variance and the difference wow. and see what you'd like. And yeah, it's fantastic. They have a quality control chief there who his job is he comes in every day and he cups 600 coffees. 600 coffees. Cups 600 coffees every single day. And he's got a team around him. And they all have, have uh, clipboards and they're going around, they're grading them all. Right. And they'll do that twice, three times a day. And then they'll come back the next day and they'll do it again and they'll match up the scores again and they'll do it again. And then they'll give it up to... Um, then they'll give it up to the guys who, who basically then go to the auction and buy it right. based on on their recommendations. So they've
0: identified this particular parcel of beans as the one that I I want for
1: you know to exactly yeah
0: you know, I think I can sell on
1: in, in exactly yeah yeah, yeah the guy there Kennedy runs Dorman's basically he's the main director in Dorman's coffee mm-hmm. and he. Yeah, he he's basically your, your chief GM. And The day we were down, he was down and he was sampling all the coffees with yeah. them and he was grading them as well. And he's the guy then that ultimately makes the call. And they'd spend, they could spend forty, fifty million on coffee every Tuesday. Wow, it's mad. And it's it's just Kennedy deciding what <laughs> coffee he wants to buy. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, so you got you got to know your stuff
0: if you're dropping that yeah, kind of money. on the they coffee, sell it yeah. On. There's a huge, yeah. huge turnover and yeah.
1: huge exporting business. but yeah, he's 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 thinking. Months a year ahead in terms of what he needs to supply to say Sam, right? He needs to us, you know. Right. So yeah, the coffee journey starts a long, long way from from the cappuccino that's served today. Right.
0: So you're now hyper because you've sampled several hundred coffees.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And you're into the auction house. Is that is that that right? Yeah. So
1: basically, then it goes from the mill. They sample all the coffees at Dorman. So basically, there's uh, I'm not sure how many coffee houses, but basically, it all. It, it gets sent out to all yeah. these coffee houses you can auction on the day and they've spent a week with the coffee and obviously Kennedy has a has an idea of what coffees that he needs to buy for yeah. his own roast because they 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 roast coffee themselves and they supply it into coffee shops and stuff yeah. in Kenya and then they have a huge the biggest business is exporting for right. the likes of us. But he knows the quality of coffee that say Rock Salt is expecting. Right. So he he can only buy AA coffee for us. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. So he he will he he look back and he say right well Rocksalt has bought X amount of coffee from us and it goes through Peter in the UK to yeah. to roast it so he will he'll always have to make sure he's got a good stock of that right yeah for for a master roast if right. that makes sense
0: think thinking weeks maybe
1: months ahead right oh yeah at least yeah years nearly right wow. so yeah it, start, it starts very much before that so basically then he goes um and it used to be downtown Nairobi we actually went there during the, during the live auction. And something that was very helpful that Kennedy said anyway was out of COVID, the auction went digital or went online uh, so they don't have they don't all have to go to Nairobi and so that's why
0: it was so quiet because it, it didn't look particularly busy in, in that room it was nobody yeah yeah. <laughs> right, okay. yeah, yeah yeah
1: it was just all online there was a huge, big screen uh, makes- it was the lot that came up and they were flying through it right it just boom 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 and as soon as as soon as big came up that was it lots all moved on to the next, next lot number and
0: and so you just got people bidding against online, each other online yeah they all, just online. have a little
1: button on their computer right. and bid, bid 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 and you can see the money going up and up and up and then dropping back down and yeah. people bidding and <laughs> it's crazy there was a few farmers that were in the auction house that day just to see how their yeah. coffee was going yeah. see what they were going to make you know so they could have dropped their coffee off it could have been well it would, the whole process would take probably two to three months but then the mills get all backed up and there's yeah. coffee sitting everywhere and yeah yeah so the farmers mightn't see their there actually a lot of coffee coming through for six months to maybe a year wow after and they don't get paid until it goes through the auction because the price isn't set, the price around. can go up. And it's a it's a commodity at the end yeah. of the day, and the stock if if the stock exchange changes on on a Monday, yeah, the coffee price has gone down, right? But you know, it doesn't affect us because ultimately we've we've been locked in. Yeah, the, our prices yeah. And the same with Sam, and he's got he takes the hit and he he makes money and he loses money very quickly yeah. on deals, but he's got them locked in months in advance, right? You know? Yeah, he can um, hedge it, I suppose, more but much exactly. Better. What yeah. He does yeah, exactly that. And um, same with Kennedy and Dormans, right? Know? They probably lose millions on a day-to-day basis with the with the currency exchange change or our stock market changing, and then they could make millions on on a batch that yeesh, right. you wouldn't think so. Just, right, just yeah, just, yeah. The, just yeah. the exchange rate changing on the day. Yeah, um. So the only ones that are, well, I suppose missing out is the farmers. Yeah, Do you know, because they they don't know what price they're getting until it actually goes through that, and, and they need, and they need people to bid on it for the price to go up.
0: Yeah, they're right right on the sharp end of the the whole the whole process. 100%. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So um. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating world of yeah. coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a, right. So,
0: so price locked in at auction. Yeah, D- Dorman's have you know bought bought a parcel on our behalf, in effect, right? You know, yeah. yeah. And so,
1: what happens next? What happens after that? Um, so then, Dorman's get delivered the coffee, and it is then sold to Sam.
0: Right. And this is still green beans at the moment, right? All green beans. It's, yeah, yeah yeah,
1: right. yeah, yeah, all green beans. So it is then sold to Sam, who was with us. He buys it direct from from Kennedy and Dormans, and his job is basically to get the logistics correct, right? So he's a, he he checks out. He was telling me about some mad story back in November where he lost a couple of million on three container loads of coffee coming out of the Congo, right? Because of the Sudanese pirates, really? Yeah, and they stopped the whole shipment. So his he had a container sitting on a port just off, off Sudan somewhere, and the boat couldn't leave so he had to because he had already put a contract in place with yeah. Max saying he was going to supply this, yeah, yeah. Uh, this this coffee from the DRC and he had to source it elsewhere wow. so he had to double buy it and he said the container still sitting there it's just
0: sitting there no, just yeah, can't wait for it.
1: yeah millions wow yeah so it's
0: and I, and I guess you know I know this was on the scope of your trip, but you know problems in the Red Sea now. You know it's, it creates all these challenges yes, because you mean yeah, you've got to go yeah, the long yeah. way around. That's you know, it. then he's got to yeah. reroute it and yeah. try
1: redirect it and figure out how logistically he can get it out. Yeah, and he does the same in in, in Kenya and everything yeah. else. So yeah, it's massive. But he's got to be really ahead ahead of the game because the coffee could take months to yeah by the time it leaves Kenya to to get to to get to the UK or Ireland.
0: Right. So we've got farmer, we've got cooperative, we've got. The 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 you know then the the, per, the first purchaser of the pro- yeah, ad the auction and yeah, then yeah. you've got the exporter so we're starting to see how you go from something which maybe doesn't cost a great deal on the ground you know you know no. isn't worth a great deal but you know it hasn't even l- really left the country yet and you've you've already got sort of four four layers to the supply chain yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: it's it's not so so basically then you go from yeah Sam then Sam then buys it from Kennedy in in Dorman's in, in Kenya and his job is to to try and figure out how he can get it to to Victoria in in Peterborough right obviously Kennedy will send him samples of the green beans that he got he has and then he'll he'll roast them up and try them and test them and make sure the quality is right and then he'll buy them from from Kennedy right so yeah he's, he's, he's basically a linchpin that's that pulls it all together yeah. and makes, makes the coffee come out of Africa into Ireland, UK. I'd be terrible at that job, wouldn't I? You would. Yeah, yeah you'd that would be fat fa- <laughs> for the bath. Coffee would be late, it would just be a- like. <laughs>
0: You I just, day I, I'd I'd have even less hair than I've got already. Yeah, I could see that right now. I'd love yeah. it. I'd be like, Fuck it, I'll go yeah, yeah. pick it up myself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You've been there <laughs> the ranger driving. Yeah, no, I can see it. I can see yeah. it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so so the so then the coffee gets exported and we're then we're like, it's going to, to Peter next, I'm guessing, right? Is that
1: Yeah, right? well it goes to Sam. Sam obviously has a has a batch and warehouse, so he then once he gets it into his spot in, in the UK, then right. he can sell it then to Masaros, right. whenever they pull off. Um, now, obviously, a lot of the stuff would be contracts and would, would be done before he buys a, say, from Kennedy. Right. Masteros would approach him and say, listen, in three months or in six months, I need AA-grade Kenyan coffee for Dan. Yeah. And he will say, right, okay, and he'll go off and he'll try and source it uh, as best he can. Yeah. So, yeah, he basically gets it, stores it, uh, and then sells it at the agreed contract price to Masteros in right. Victoria uh, there in Peterborough. They then get the coffee sample it obviously make sure everything's okay they'll send it over to us make sure that we're happy with it and once we're happy with it they'll roast it up to that spec and they'll basically james james is the linchpin in between us and the guys in peterborough he obviously is director in coffee perfection and he's importing oh loads and loads of coffee Yes. Yeah. He he supplies a lot of coffee shops and yeah. has has their own business. I um, think they, they supply the Shelburne and Powers Court and different right. places
0: like that. You know, kind of high end yes, yeah, coffee focused. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um so we piggyback on his his orders basically. He, yeah. he buys it in from Master Roast every week. Yeah. And he brings it in, stores it up for us, and he makes sure that he manages the qual the quality but also the quantity of coffee that we need. Yeah. So I never have to I very rarely get onto Master Roast yeah uh, i just order it through james and james makes sure that he's got a power stock every week to to fulfill the orders in in the six cafes
0: yeah got it and and i guess and i guess so much of that his relationship and, and you know master roast, with master roast is getting the consistency as well because you know and get you know you, you're sourcing the coffee from yeah. you know Kenya, but also two other origins as well right and you've got to get that blend absolutely spot on every time so every single coffee has that Appeal, right? You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's like it's got it's like everything that has to be the quality control is cross the board, right, from the farm the whole way through, like everywhere is quality, 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 um, even to us dialing in the grinders and making sure the 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 roast is correct and everything. Yeah, like that, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot that that goes into it. Like I think every for every six coffee sacks that the farmer pulls from a tree, yeah, only one actually make it to coffee. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Between defects and the whole quality control going forward and waste and stuff like that, you know, so it's yeah. it's, it's nuts the amount of work that goes into making yeah. your cappuccino every morning. Right,
0: it's a lot of work. It's a lot of yeah. work. It, you say, know, is it worth yeah. it? Right, you've been on the ground in Kenya. You've tried Kenyan coffee. You know, in twenty-five, thirty-degree heat out there. What's it like? What's it like there?
1: Coffee out there?
0: Yeah. It's shite,
1: really. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have coffee. Right. They well, only it, have the it, coffee beans. It, right. uh, so we'll, I'll tell you a funny story. We There was one, the biggest plantation we went to and we were met by all the chiefs and everybody and the managers and the factory manager and the farm yeah. manager and they showed us all around everything. Yeah. Jeez, we were dying for a coffee. Yeah. Dying for a coffee. And um, they turned around and said, oh, God, we'll go into the office and yeah. you, you can try coffee. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Finally. The last. And we went into this Shed, right. Basically Basically, rickety uh, furniture. Yeah. And this yeah. is their boardroom. And uh, uh, can I
0: just say a little bit different to Zoma's boardroom that we just oh, saw earlier? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're also yeah. doing well. Yeah.
1: And yeah. so we went in, and we're all sitting around this little wooden table, and this fella comes in with this old rickety tray. Basically, yeah. something that reminded me me granny's yeah. kind of uh, coffee back back 30 years ago. Yeah. What 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 we would have been drinking, or what the adults would have been drinking? Uh, all these mismatch kind of cups yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff and bloody Kenko instant coffee you're and they came in with like a little hot water boiler
0: <laughs> like
1: is this? Uh, so your you're drink was well, beautiful that are evica great know, you yeah. know, when, you're out, when you're out in the farms you're out in the fields they don't have roasters no they don't, they don't have coffee machines right they, know, they don't know what a ca- cappuccino really yeah. is right you know coffee right. to them is is that instant coffee that they just right so, so, so you so you got all this class a stuff
0: that's coming out yeah. and go and, and you know and, yeah, and make coffee way around in the world, world, and, coffee and, in the world yeah, and then you've yeah, got this yeah. kind of like low-grade robusta stuff which is yeah. they're, they're drinking themselves uh, well, that's, nah, it? just, well maybe there's an opportunity there as well uh, you know rock salt nairobi coming to you very soon <laughs> uh, right okay so That's fascinating, deep dive. And I really appreciate you taking the time to walk me through it because I feel like I've learned a lot uh, as part of that, uh, you know, part of this podcast. But what changes for Salt as a result of you going and making this trip?
1: That's a good question. I mean, I think certainly for me, I've come back with a new passion. I understand the coffee business a hell of a lot more. I I thought I knew it. Yeah. And it turns out I didn't. I was naive to it. Yeah. So for me, it's you know we've we've already talked about we 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 created this Rocksalt Coffee standards and coffee training b- before we yeah. left, um and that's really really important for me going forward that we maintain that quality we keep getting better and better at it yeah and um, we keep training the best baristas around we really focus on that skill because the biggest thing is you look at the work and the time and the effort that goes into creating. A fantastic cup of coffee. Yes. Yeah. The pe- the hands that it passes through, the yeah. passion from Amos the whole way through to the factory managers, yeah. to the mills, yeah. to, to the amount of cupping and quality control that yeah. that Simon and the team in Dormans do with Kennedy is phenomenal. Yeah. And then it gets quality checked again by Sam, and then it has to go through that, and yeah. then it goes through Victoria and oh, the whole the whole way. And that could just get burned. You know, you've got, if you've we were on it. Yeah, you got the wrong person making a coffee and. It's gone yeah do you know what I mean so it's really really important that you know we're, it's nearly like we're 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 past the baton yeah on to fulfill this you know yeah and it's so important for me that we get that consistency right in every couple we do it justice yeah do you know, absolutely for every, for yeah. the work that's gone into it and that's that's what I'm going to be trying to share back to the teams and you know not everybody can go to Kenya unfortunately and 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 experience what I've experienced but it's up to me now to to try and kick that on and trying to push that yeah and drive that passion back with our teams. Yeah, well, not that it's ever been lost, but Jesus, for me, it's definitely kicked onto it yeah It kind of reinvigorates you, right? oh, I about that. Traffic, yeah, you know. Um, so that's the, that's a big thing. I'd like to try every now and then, maybe do some single origin,
0: yeah.
1: Kenyan coffee, yeah, just off the bat of of who I visited and trying. Yeah, that'd be great. Because right, coffee. I mean, it's
0: it's it's a fruity fruity
1: uh, kind of it's coffee, lovely, right? Lovely yeah, coffee, yeah, yeah, lovely body to it, and you know, if if you took if you took Kenyan out of our coffee, it would not be the same. No, you no, know? you wouldn't be able to match it. So that's what I really want to do, obviously really refocus on on the coffee standards in Roxanne and just keep kicking on and pushing yeah. on and that quality aspect of things and and try and find new quirky flavours and new ideas on yeah. coffee that that I've been able to develop with the connections that I've made as well lovely yes.
0: that sounds fantastic
1: yeah so fantastic that sounds about,
0: that just about does it, I reckon. Um, thank you to everyone who's tuned in to listen to this, even if it's just our parents, you know, or, or four of our listeners. Um, if you've got any questions or suggestions, you can probably the best way to reach out to us is uh, through Instagram at Cafe Rock Salt. Thank you to the guys from Zoma for producing this for us in their lovely studio here in the heart of Dundalk. It's great to be able to have the opportunity to come here, right, and not just be recording this back in our office. And otherwise, we're off to enjoy our second coffee there. I say second. This is at least a third for Dan. Uh, uh, and take in some of those Kenyan fruity aromas while we're at it as well. So thank you very much, Dan, for all your time.
1: You're very welcome. It's a pleasure to pleasure to be able to talk and share the experience and hopefully um, hopefully people will find it interesting and I suppose just understand the the side of coffee that's, that you don't see, you know? So it was a fantastic experience and I've learned a hell of a lot and yeah, I'll, I'll keep learning. Wonderful. Thanks so, very much. Thanks, Ben. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Thank you.